democracy of the United States of America, how is it that you still have hope, you descendant of enslaved people? How is it that you still have hope? Well, it's because even from the bottom of slave ships, my people didn't quit. Even in cotton fields and rice fields, my people didn't quit. Even when they were whipped and chained and told they had no name, my people didn't quit. Even when they incarcerated us, locked us up for a crack cocaine epidemic created by President Ronald Reagan, a fond of war in South America, my people didn't quit. Even when they defunded our schools, separated us and called us colored and white, even when they put us on lynching trees in the state of Tennessee, specifically in Shelby County. My people didn't quit. Even now, as our own brothers and sisters lay to rest because of the failure of people in positions of power to do something. Because people are refusing to pass just laws to end the epidemic of gun violence in the state of Tennessee. My people have yet to quit. What's up, everybody? What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Boy Please Whatever podcast, your favorite podcast, the only podcast that matters. Uh, just going to give you guys some time to get on here. Um, welcome. This is officially my 10th show. So, you know. Make sure you hit the like, share, uh, comment, and subscribe. Uh, make sure you do all of that for me and hit the share button if you will. Uh, I'm not live on YouTube right now. Uh, something's been going on with my Wi-Fi, but I did get a better router from Comcast, so we're going to hope and pray that that shit works the way it needs to. Um, hey, Bestie. We're going to hope and pray that shit works like it needs to work, um, so I'm hopefully streaming in better quality as well. I'm also streaming on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcast apps. Uh, and make sure you go follow me on TikTok. I've been doing really fucking well on TikTok. I don't know what's up with my Facebook and um, Instagram algorithms, but uh, on Facebook, I've been doing the goddamn thing. Uh, not Facebook line. On TikTok, I've been doing the goddamn thing. So I've gained a bunch of subscribers. Uh, like I said last week, I'm now able to be monetized on Facebook and Instagram now as well. But uh, I am a few followers short on TikTok. So if you're not following me on TikTok, it's boy, please, whatever is the name on TikTok. Uh, I've been doing really, really well. So uh, more people have been seeing me, reaching out to me. And uh, shout out to Carmine Davis. He has a uh, podcast called The Carmine Davis Show. And uh, he messaged me. He found me on Instagram yeah uh, he has like 17,000 monthly listeners he's been doing a podcast I think like four years now which is a very long time especially me now seeing how the shit can go but um, I was a guest on his podcast uh, so hopefully uh, that should air soon of course I'll share it with you guys uh, I was very excited we stayed up to like four o'clock in the morning and I was very very excited to do that um so yeah, kudos to me, right? Um, if you guys didn't see, well, um, hopefully you saw. If not, go back and watch it. Uh, I opened up with uh, um, a speech from Justin Pierce. He is one of Pearson. He's um, one of the Tennessee Three. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that, but uh, the Tennessee Three. Remember the school shooting? What's up, bro? Thanks, Will. 
Um, the school shooting that happened in uh, Nashville that killed some of the staff, I think three, three of the staff members and three kids. So some of the children in Nashville went to the state capitol to protest about the school shootings, and uh, it, fall, it fell on deaf ears. Some of the guys tried to uh, call it an insurrection, uh, basically the same shit that happened back when Trump lost the election. He tried to compare it to that because the kids were basically coming to the school letting them know, hey, this is the problem. This is what we are afraid of. And um, they didn't want to listen. So three of the people, uh, Justin Jones, Justin Pierce, and Gloria Pearson, uh, all representatives from different counties in Tennessee. And I know specifically uh, Justin Pearson is from Memphis. He um, represents Shelby County. And they went out there to, um, I guess, be in solidarity with the children. So they were in turn expelled from, um, they were expelled from the chambers or the well, what they call themselves, from their positions basically. But a lot of the white people were upset. The Republicans, the white Republicans were upset and they had to vote to move to, uh, I think the protest happened on Monday and they voted to move that remove them on that Thursday. And, um, the two young black men, Justin Jones and Justin Pearson, were removed. They were voted um, to be ex- expelled. But the white lady, she was the only one that was saved, I think, by like one vote that chose not to. They chose not to expel and let her keep her um, her position. So I, I hope you guys took a, took time out and listened to um, Pearson's closing speech after he saw that he was being um, ex- well, after he found out that he was being expelled. And um, basically, like, if you just go back and watch the whole thing, I think it was a bunch of bullshit because they were trying to basically tell them to be good niggas and shut the fuck up. And uh, for us, I feel like a lot of the times when, especially the newer generation, we try to, I don't want to say go against the grain, but, like, we're just not putting up with the same traditional bullshit that we've always been taught to just sit down, be quiet. It's the white man's world. And we're trying to, like, break those barriers, but they're not... Uh, of course, accepting. So you're always going to be met with adversity when you're doing shit like that. But kudos to those young men and the uh, lady. She went ahead and said on the thing, on the um, news interview, that the reason she wasn't uh, expelled was because she she knows it was because they were black men and she's a white woman. So, um, But they were just really talking to them like they were pieces of shit the entire time. Like basically tell them to be quiet, be grateful that you're here. And there's another guy named Representative Kumar. Uh, he basically told the young man, like, be grateful that you're here. Basically shut your ass up. But he wasn't even black. He was, I mean, he's not even white. He's like Indian or something. I don't know. He had a, a different descent. But he definitely wasn't a white man. But um, it was just a bunch of bullshit if you ask me. Um, I, I I take my hats out to those guys. And also, if you're listening, if you're from the city of Memphis, there will be a rally uh, at the National Civil Rights Museum. Uh, Wednesday at 12 noon I think that's April 12th if I'm not mistaken uh, Yeah But yeah on, on, But anyway like you just have We can't do anything like it's almost like we step out of line And we're like a, uh, they just call us sassy Or uh, a uppity nigga If you will and there was always A problem but You had people the white guys Throw temper tantrums they yell And another white guy who was a democrat he was Throwing a temper tantrum. Oh, no, no, he was, I think he was a Republican. He was throwing a temper tantrum, and no one said anything to him about it. It's a March cousin. 
Okay, well, it's a march. Thank you, cousin. There is a a, a march at the Civil Rights Museum Wednesday at 12 p.m. And uh, what what pisses me off so much is anytime we show emotion, we're always angry black woman or the the black men are thugs and we're and they're scared of us. What's up, Nicole? And they're scared of us. And uh, but anytime white men show any emotions or white people show emotions, it always seems to be warranted in their eyes. Um, and the thing is, you guys are. Well, Tennessee, the GOP in Tennessee, they are focusing so much on drag queen, drag queen readings, right? Like that's a, like drag queens are going to be like the death of children. Like they have to protect protect the children, so they say. But the fucking children are showing up to the state capitol protesting, letting you know, like do something about gun control, gun uh, gun reform, and nothing is being done. But I found out that um, allegedly Smith and Wesson. Headquarters are coming to Nashville So basically they don't give a fuck About anything except the bottom line Which is always money uh, And they were and they were saying um, That if the um, They were asking Well not asking I saw on uh, TikTok Amanda Seals was asking uh, Shelby County residents to Reach out to our Metro count, Council because they were they were threatening if we were to reinstate Pearson, they were going to take funding away from Shelby County for our special project. So, I just wanted to go ahead and make sure we talk about that before we get into all the funny shit because it's very serious and it affects all of us. And I'm sure most of my listeners are black. Uh, it may not be what you're used to me talking about, but I do think is I know that it's very very important because you have. A white man in there who actually took a piss in one of his uh, in the chambers in one of a, a guy's seat that he didn't necessarily like. A guy got in there and said, uh, "Let's bring back lynching, hanging from a tree." He laughed about it. That was okay, but these young black men, basically in the in uh, Miss Peart, uh Gloria, they went out and um, basically just stood out there with the kids, like you know, I, I feel what you guys are saying. We're listening. And that was a problem for uh, white Republicans, which you, we, we know in Tennessee is a very racist state any fucking way. They had a, a KKK Grand Wizard statue that they just recently took down. Um, so, yeah, um, make sure you guys are like kind of know what's going on with it's called the Tennessee three. If you want to just look at it from like a broader uh, standpoint and look and research everything, uh, just look up the Tennessee three and you will say uh, you will see. Um, that's right, cousin. We got to talk about everything because it's just like, man, these people aren't giving a fuck about us, and they're showing it. So we don't want to be distracted by other shit that's going on that they're trying to like push agendas on. And kids are literally getting killed. I don't know if you guys saw today that um there was a shooter at a bank, I think, in Louisville. He used to work there, and um I feel like it's a tendency to too, cousin. Honestly, but. I respect her for, you know, doing what she did and then saying, hey, it was because I'm a white woman that I wasn't expelled. But at the same time, I do kind of get it. Um, which I think she she knows and everybody else knows, too. But I'm really looking um, looking out for the two black guys. But anyway, there was a shooting today at a bank in Louisville, right? Young guy worked at a bank, young white guy, of course, uh, worked at a bank. And he put some very disturbing shit on Instagram. Um he I, one post he put they wouldn't listen to the words they won't listen to words or protests so let's see if they hear this but uh and i i don't 
from what I took from that, <laughs> it was like, okay, they don't want to do anything about gun control, so I'm going to go kill some more people, as many as people as I can, t- until they listen. That's not the fucking way to go about doing things. Uh, but, yeah, so. There's now two, still love her number work. Yeah, because, and that's how I feel too. Like, and I, I don't knock her for, you know, being a white woman, but what I appreciate about some white people, they acknowledge their privilege and they use it in a positive way versus just, you know, she could have just went home and been like, oh shit, I got my job, fuck the rest. But, you know, I appreciate her for acknowledging her privilege and saying what the fucking issue was. So, but yeah, um, just wanted to go ahead and get that out of the way. And let people know you can't really get people, let people or allow people to uh, silence you. Uh, All week long, I have been battling. And that's why I'm doing my show tonight for myself, because talking is a bit therapeutic for me. Um, I've been battling with uh, all of my life, honestly, with dimming who I am in a way. And um, I've recently come across something called the imposter syndrome. And it's basically an inner saboteur always telling yourself, trying to like convince yourself that you're not doing something right because I am a perfectionist. So I'm always uh, hard, harder on myself than I should be because I'm always wanting things to go right. And uh, I, I share some stuff with some friends a long time ago that I feel like whenever it was time for people to show up for me uh, in a way that I expected them to, it never really goes that way. And in turn, um, I try to find delight in just bringing pleasures to others. So I'm saying that, like, for instance, uh, a lot of people think I'm nonchalant, but I think that is just uh, – um, a safety net for me in a way because I, to avoid being disappointed in people, I just, I will find the smallest bit of joy in making sure you're enjoying yourself. If I have to be the giver of that enjoyment or the cause of you enjoying it, um, because I've always had like a bubbly personality. I've always been very welcoming, just like the life of the party. But growing up, I've always tried to make sure that I wasn't viewed as, oh, he think he all that he light skinned, he got good hair, he pretty. You know, I've always tried to make sure I didn't come across that way. And in turn, that has turned and in, turned into me dimming my light and not being comfortable recognizing the powers that I have and the star that I am and the care, the charisma that I have and the way I can light up a room or the way I could tell a joke. Like we may experience the same thing, but the way I tell it, it just might be a little bit different. And again, like I said last week, I'm not comfortable with people complimenting me because I'm not used to getting compliments. Um, and I don't, I'm not blaming myself, but a lot of times I've put myself in circles with certain people who feel like it's okay to keep me level, which in turn make me think like, am I coming across like an asshole or am I coming across like someone who thinks they're better 
than the next person. So I've always struggled with operating in a space of like, bitch, own who you are, be who the fuck you are. And the only time I would let that out is when I feel like I'm really being tried, but me not wanting to experience disappointment in ways, I rather just be chill and pretend like nothing's bothering me. Like nothing gets on my nerves. And me saying I'm nonchalant started to become a part of my personality, but I don't really, I don't think, well, I know it's not really. And I'm, if I hope I'm making sense, like I've always just been, and it, it caused me to be a bit prideful and not wanting to share how I feel about certain things and how people make me feel in certain situations. Because when I did finally open up to some friends about how I felt like people really didn't show up for me when I needed them to show up for me. Uh, and I started to choose myself and choose what I want to do in my own happiness. I began to lose people that I thought were like holding intricate parts or played intricate, intricate parts rather in my life. Uh, for instance, we'll go there. Oh, honey girl, please. I was burned the fuck out. Right. Um, me being a perfectionist, my level of professionalism and the things that I wanted to push out there didn't always align with what they thought was good enough. So when I would do things. I had my own way of doing things and I like to look up the best of the best and I'm all for people seeing your growth, but I knew the route we were taking with the talk show. We were always like on pop culture. All of us like to, uh, you know, check if you're from another part of the city, they call it Jones and, or, you know what I'm saying? Or just talking about a person that was the, Area that we were going in So I was like bitch if I'm gonna talk about you I'm at least make sure our shit is Top notch and that wasn't always the Case so I was trying My best to make everything Perfect and in turn they Sat back and watched Me do majority of The work under the mask of I I'm not as tech Savvy as you or I'm Not as good as you are with public speaking, I'm not as good as you are with social media. And that may have been the case, but my thing was after a certain amount of time, show some, I'm really big on effort and intent. So after a certain time, like, bitch, let's show some type of effort. Like, okay, I see you're trying hard. I see you want to do this. I see you're doing this for the collective. So why not? Why not like try to figure out more? Or help and that wasn't the case So I got tired And I quit And I know on my first show I was like nothing happened literally nothing Fucking happened besides I quit there was No argument there was no you know No back and forth but it was just a thing of like Bitch I'm sorry I can't do this Anymore and when I quit I Lost two friends that I thought Were my friends Same thing happened to me last Year I chose myself for my birthday and the friend who I thought was my number one, everything that I wanted to do, he was contrary to it. And so it kind of just put me back in those places of like, bitch, every time I choose myself, I lose somebody. 
But it also made me think about people were so accustomed to you going with the flow and not doing and like, you know what I'm saying? Going with what they wanted to do because I've always felt like, oh, bitch, I'm good. I'm, you know, whatever y'all want to do, I can adapt. I was so used to adapting when I chose myself and chose what I wanted to do and chose my own happiness over someone else's. That was a problem for some. So, um, I know I'm venting, but I just had to get that off my chest because it's been really bothering me because I've been getting so much attention, well, more attention than I thought I'd be getting so early in the game from doing this podcast. And um, when I'm I'm getting a lot of compliments from people that I don't know, that I necessarily don't talk to all the time, and it feels good, but once you get that one negative critique, you know, from someone who may be closer to you or whatever the case is, it kind of trumps everything else that you're hearing. And when people would always say that, you know, I'm like, fuck them, fuck the next. But when, until it happens to you, it's kind of like, oh, bitch, I see what they're saying. Like, you can hear good, 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 good all day long. And then when you hear bad, that's what really hangs and bothers you the most. Um, so, yeah, I hope this reaches someone uh, who's listening or whatever. I just wanted to encourage you to do what's best for you and stop asking everybody for their opinions of what you feel like you should be doing. If it feels natural to you, if it feels, if you think it's something that you need, like you want to do and you're not harming anybody, go for it. Like fuck people because it takes a lot of guts to jump off the porch. Like I talked to a guy this weekend and he said he has a friend who bought podcast equipment, but he was too, he's still too afraid to even start. So if it's something that you're looking to start a business or whatever the case is, like just go for it and fuck what everybody got to say. And I, I know it's easier said than done because I'm struggling with it too. But those who like what's meant for you, you're going to have it. You get what I'm saying? So I try to, Take that mindset everywhere I go If there's something that's meant for me to have I'm going to have it And um, block all that negativity out Man, I found some Playlists on Apple Music um, Affirming yourself over and over Like that shit, there's powers in words And make yourself Believe it until Until it starts to come to pass Like believe that shit Believe that you're able to do it. Believe that you have the tools necessary to do it. And if you don't, there you have access to find out how to get to it. So stop listening to every fucking body. Do you. And like again, like I said, if it feels natural to you, if it feels good and true to you, and once you get done, you're proud of the product that you put out, that's all that fucking matters. What's up, cousin? Yeah, my cousin uh, Aaron has the best fucking seafood in the world. So if you want to get some seafood from her, Please do so Aaron Fooled Wiley We call her Missy She has the best shit in the world But yeah cousin uh, What's up Wanda Hey cuz Yeah like you just gotta be positive And Manifest that shit Like don't Let people tell you What they think it should be Again If it feels true And natural to you Do that shit It'll, it'll stress you the fuck out And you'll look up And you'll Hey Steven You'll look up And you're like Man what the fuck am I doing With my life Because you're so busy You're asking too many people You, you can't keep asking Five motherfuckers How they feel about something uh, I had a, I have a friend Who can dress his ass off Every time I'm about to go out of town Or buy something I always send it through him And one thing he's taught me He will ask me How does it make you feel you know, and that means a lot 
Because sometimes people don't really give a fuck about how you feel. They just want to tell you what they think and how and they don't really care about how it makes you feel. So I'm just saying that like I don't I it's, it was foreign to me to have someone in my life that really thought about asking, like if you're and making me see if you don't feel good in it, it doesn't matter if I think it's cute or not, if you don't feel good in it. So like I'm saying to say if you don't feel good with what you're doing or if you feel good about the product that you're putting out. Fuck what everybody else got to say. The folks that's going to buy it, and I'm going to say this, you're going to get more support from strangers. That's just the name of the game. Okay, I don't know I don't know what the fuck that was, um, but y'all can hear me. Good. Um, so, yeah, what was I saying? Yeah, you just got to like make sure that you're doing what's best for you and what's right for you, and um, everything else will fall in line, man. Just don't. Let the negativity get to you. Worried about what the next person thinks. If it's good to, if it's good for you, it'll be good for you. If you're just tuning in, make sure you hit the share button for me. And I also need everybody to go to YouTube and subscribe to my YouTube channel. I've gotten like a bunch of subscribers lately, so don't miss the train, bitches, because I am going to eventually come off of Facebook altogether. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to get some of that off my chest. A lot of shit's been bothering me lately. Um, you know, so I think this is therapeutic in a way. All I know it's therapeutic for me. So, um, and don't be uncomfortable to step out. Just make sure you, you know, once you're ready, do it. Stop asking everybody how the fuck they feel about it. Just do it. Anywho, um, in lighter news, <laughs> did you guys see the Monique special? I th- okay. So, Monique has a special on YouTube, not YouTube, on Netflix. Called uh, I Am Monique Some shit like that So I am a huge Monique fan But I'm not biased If it was trash I'll say it's trash If it's good I'll say it's good I necess- I enjoyed it I don't know What everybody saw That was just so bad Net- Me in particular I enjoyed the uh, Netflix special Now was it a knee slapping, like gut wrenching laugh. No, but I think it was more of like a tell all. She was doing her thing. People was like, she cussed too much. She said motherfucker a lot. I curse a lot. I've grown in a family full of cursors, uh, my mom in particular. So I don't really, <laughs> I didn't notice that she cursed so much, but um, maybe she did. I have to go back and watch it. But I thought it was. Good for what it was. She did basically with Chris Rock, and even though he wasn't funny to me either, but uh, she did with Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle and all of them have been doing lately. Like if they go through shit, they come out, they do like a, they tell their perspective, tell what has been happening. And again with Monique, we really hadn't heard much from her, so she had so much shit to talk about. And I think she just wanted to let everybody know, okay, I come from a cussing family, I come from this. This is why I am the way I am, and it. Basically explaining herself because everybody was like, "Oh, this bitch doing the most." She came for Tyler Perry and Oprah, and in, in the end of the day, in, at the end of the fucking day, they were wrong. Um, we found out they were wrong. Netflix was wrong, which in turn they gave her a special. So she had a lot to get off her fucking chest. Uh, people was like, "Monique's not funny, bitch. Your mama's not funny. Monique is funny. Uh, Monique has always been funny. She was great on Queens of Comedy. She was great on uh, on Dev Jam. And my thing is, you just don't get." On Queens of Comedy And she was chosen to close the fucking show That's just not by chance Like come on 
Monique was funny as fuck on Queens of Comedy. Monique was funny as fuck, and I hate to say this, um, and precious. Monique was funny as fuck on the Parkers. Like, Nikki Parker, she will always go down in history for that. Nick, um, Nikki Parker was funny as fuck. Monique is a fucking icon, and people keep acting like Monique was just not funny. Monique is fucking hilarious. It just wasn't what people thought it was going to be. And so I watched it. With an open mind, of course, but in the back of my mind, I was like, let me sit down and watch this because everybody's saying how fucking terrible it is. And it wasn't bad to me. Me too, cousin. And that's what I said to Steven. She told a story, but Dave Chappelle has been doing it for a minute. Like, Monique is fucking hilarious. Even the awful ass movie she just did, she was funny in that. Like Precious wasn't supposed to be funny at all Monique was fucking hilarious in Precious uh, Almost Christmas The movie when she made this sweet tea and the girl spit it out That shit was funny Like stop fucking playing and stop playing in Monique's face Like y'all have been really hard on her And like Faze on Love uh, Wide back ass was like dragging her This is a black woman Why are black men Pause Why are straight black men so comfortable with dragging black women he wants a Netflix special. Bitch, you ain't even that funny. What's the last thing Faisal on Love been in? He's giving me Kaya vibes. Like, he's always dragging somebody. But why are you so comfortable with dragging this woman? And he even went so far to, was like, to throw Amy Schumer in it as if Monique's special not being what he thought it should be was proving a point. Like, she's not funny. Y'all gonna stop fucking playing Monique's face. Monique was funny as fuck. And then she came out uh, as bisexual. I appreciate that. Was I shocked? No, she's always been a little tough. I'm just, because <laughs> I've been a little tough. But um, I don't understand it. Like, black men always, and some, there was a man on social media he put on a, he was talking on someone's podcast. I think, I don't know if she was taking live calls or whatever. This man was advertising for a straight man to be his husband, and he's straight. It's like men only want to have sex with women. But I don't understand how you can go so far in dragging a black woman and your mama's a black woman. Your aunt's a black woman. Your sisters are black women. Your children that you're having by these black women will be a black woman. Whether you have her by a white woman or not, she's going to be a black woman. So what I I just don't get it. I understand that they can get on your nerves. You can get on their nerves. We're all human. That's going to happen. But there's like a, a huge disconnect in the relationship between black men and black women that are like we're going to have to get it together. I, I just I don't understand how you don't see a black woman and have the notion to like protect her. You rather knock her upside her head, try to fuck a raper, a robber, and you know what I'm saying? Shit like that. And you know, I, I just don't get it. But yeah, saying that to say, I enjoyed the Monique special. I think she did a great job. Um, me too, cuz I only remember his fat ass on Friday in the, and um, who's your caddy when he was showing his ass in the, in the shower. And that's what I think too, Steven. They got mommy issues because a lot of these black mamas are trying to make their boyfriends until they, I mean, their kids until their boyfriends and shit, or don't don't want to teach them how to be a good man for someone else. Because it, it's not by chance either that you have all these mamas who don't like their they sons' girlfriends. It's that's some weird shit too. 
That's some that's some really weird shit. Every time your 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 son bring a woman home, you got a problem with him. That's some weird shit we gotta dig into too. Um Yeah, cause it ain't even gotta be physical protection. Like watch watch how y'all talk. And I understand and arguing or whatever, you 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 might say some shit, but like even with my sister, me and my sister, we didn't have the best um relationship growing up. And my mom will always say, you know, stop talking to your sister like that. Cause I was always be like, bitch, hoe, fuck you, slut, tramp, bitch, you know. But the older I've gotten, I don't talk to her like that. Does she still get up my nerves the same motherfucking way she did when we was kids? Absolutely. But I'm very careful and mindful because I don't want nobody to think that it's okay to talk to my sister the way they heard me do it. Because we're going to be on your ass like back pockets. So I'm very careful. And I don't want my, my, my nephew and my niece to hear me talking about their mom like that. You, you know? So I just don't think... I don't know what what's causing that divide other than mommy issues, but um, black women are so much more than that. They're always there. Most of us are being raised by black women, were raised by black women. But when you get grown, all you want to do is hang out with the boys and impress these niggas versus going home to, to your black woman. But, you know, I don't know. I, I just don't get it. Um Random shit Joe Biden announced That he may That he's considering Running for president again I think Joe Biden Need to take his ass on To show to Shady Pines um, It's time to retire And play bingo For the rest of your days And checkers and shit um, Trump needs to sit His old ass down too And I, I'm seeing black people Like we need Trump back We need Trump I Listen So I'm not big on politics Don't shoot me I don't know what the fuck Be going on half the time um, do I have I normally have I noticed a difference in my life with whatever president we have? No, I I'm black, I'm poor, <laughs> I go to work every day, and I struggle to pay my bills like most Americans. So I haven't seen a difference. But what I will not do is pray that Trump comes back because the motherfucker gave us a twelve hundred dollar check. Did I appreciate the twelve hundred dollar check? Absolutely. But come on, like that's not enough for me to have to deal with these ignorant ass white people that thought they had the balls and the gall to do what the fuck and say what the fuck they want to say because it still don't let your president get your ass kicked over here. So um, I saw a lot of black people like, I'm not voting for Joe, bring Trump back, bitch. I, I didn't like seeing Trump on my TV. I didn't like hearing Trump talk. That's just my two cents But uh, I think Biden is old as fuck And if you have to be 35 I believe to run for president You need to be uh, There needs to be an age cap On how motherfucking long you can Be president Or how, what age you can like fucking stop Because I think that's a problem too We got 85 year old white men Who Were around when we had whites only bathrooms And shit And um <laughs> Yeah, so mm-mm. Uh, I don't know if everybody knows, but a lot of our aunties are nervous because we have uh, the Freak Nick documentary is dropping. I don't know when it's dropping. Somebody told me soon, but then I couldn't find a date last night when I was researching it. If y'all know, let me know. Um, they're supposed to be. Someone said this month, but I'm not sure. But anyway, I'm going to share this. <laughs> Hold on. I'm going to share this for y'all. Where is it, at, baby? 
So Freak Nick nineteen ninety four is what got everybody got everybody panties out in the bunch. All of our aunties, the people who um uh, were down there in Atlanta, Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia, landed low and spreading it wide as <laughs> as they said on Housewives. This is my mommy. So uh, I gave her a call and I was like, hey, girl, you may be on the Freaknik documentary. Just want to let you know um, in your hot pants. So she um, they went. This is a thing in my family. Like they were packing up a motherfucking Freaknik like they were going to the Meat Man March. This was a big thing in my family. Everybody went. I could not fucking wait to grow up and go to Freaknik. But of course, times were times, times had changed by the time I got old enough to. Really have real fun I feel like the 90s was like the best fucking time Hold on let me Do y'all see Lois Hold on I'm gonna change this around and put hood <laughs> I wanna keep her down there See I can see my mama I feel like the 90s Was the best motherfucking time to be alive And be an adult in the 90s That shit looked like it was so much fun And you know I'm sure shit was going on But it wasn't like this my cousins used to go to Denim and Diamonds and the Mirage and Prince on the Hill and all those and the Red Apple and all those clubs and like Whit Wheelers had just opened up so that was a thing. So yeah, that's that's <laughs> that's Lois Missy. So yeah, that was a thing. And um I wanted to live in the nineties. I feel like it was just some shit going on, but I wanted to, I brought this up because um I want to tell a Freaknik story. So my dad and my mom would go to Freaknik, and they wouldn't go together, right? My mom would go with her homegirls, and my dad would go with his homeboys. So my dad used to work for Holly Myers when I was growing up, uh, if you remember the old furniture store. He used to work for, he was a delivery driver for Holly Myers, and he would always bring his truck home. So he, like an idiot, him and his friends took pictures with Polaroid cameras, and they went and got them developed. I'm assuming one of his other friends kept the actual photos because my dad's married. So I don't know who he got to keep the pictures, but he didn't have them. But the idiot had the fucking exposures in his truck. My mom being nosy as fuck, she was, I don't know why she was going through the truck. I don't know what she was doing, but she found them. She found the exposures, took them to Walgreens, got them uh, developed. And my dad, and this is, this is me regurgitating exactly what my mama told me because I got clearance from her last night before I asked. Well, before I tell this, I asked her, could I tell it? And she said that um, my dad came home thinking he was going to get some pussy. And these are her exact words. Your dad came home thinking he was going to get some pussy. And uh, my mom had the pictures. So I guess my dad, I don't, I don't know how he was positioned across the bed or what the case or if he had on clothes or whatever the case. But she said he thought he was going to get some pussy. And she was flicking the pictures at him. He was, She was flicking the pictures at him, like playing cards. Like, this is what you've been doing, nigga. This is what she was doing. And I remember there was one argument, uh, one point she made in particular. There was a woman bent over, and I'm assuming her pants were down. And my dad, I don't know if he had his thumb in a bitch ass or her pussy. But it was too much for my mama's liking. And uh, there was a big, big problem in our household. My dad was young and I heard being hoish. But they're still together. Actually, shout out to my parents. Wednesday, April 12th, they will be married 33 years. And they've been together for 40 years. So, shout out to my parents, man. They've endured a lot. 
uh, young shit, being young, and you know all of that. But anyway, um, Freak Nick is. I really wish I would win. I cannot wait to see the fucking documentary. I bet it's going to be some funny shit. We need to have a watch party. I just I hope and pray my dad is on someone's tape acting a fucking fool. I doubt my mom is because she's always been kind of snooty and conservative. So she says. But I know my dad was down there acting a motherfucking donkey. I really wish I could have gone to Freak Nick. Just, just imagine the closest I've gotten to Freak Nick is Koji Convention. Just imagining how much fucking fun it would be just to ride out in the street, traffic is stopped, people just acting a fucking fool. But yeah, um, that's gonna be on Hulu. Mom used to be there, and gosh, I want to go. Cousin, I used to listen. My mom then will come back with Freak Nick shirts, like <laughs> just like I want to go to Freak Nick so fucking bad. There was a thing in our family like that when mother when our folks got older, like my cousin, my auntie Tan and cousin Tasha and Chicken and all them, like they were able to go. And I was like, bitch, if they still doing this in two thousand seven, I'm going. But I don't know when the last year. I think the last year was like ninety eight. I don't know, but I heard Freak Nick started as a. Uh, College picnic or college block party Something like that You know But I guess it wasn't meant for me to go Because I would have acted a fool I'd have been Oof I'd been eating penicillin Like it was fucking Skittles <laughs> Oh lord But yeah um, Fuck I want to go Have y'all been um, My mom had tapes I used to try to sneak and watch and shit Listen Cousin, I need to. I'm gonna call my uncle Keith. Uncle Keith, if you're watching, because he's gonna record everything. But I don't know why Keith ever went with them though. Somebody gotta have some tapes. We need to have a watch party. I, I just this shit was like it was just so much fucking fun. But have y'all been watching? Um, oh, let me go here first. Uh-uh. Go here. My cousin live in Atlanta. Do y'all motherfucking know that a haircut in Atlanta is seventy fucking bucks? A haircut in Atlanta costs $70. Before I pay you, what's that, 280 a month? Because I have to go every week because my hair grows fast. Before I pay you 280 a month, I'll walk around like them hoes from Wakanda forever. I refuse. And I know inflation and people got to pay with, I, I get it. I ain't knocking your hustle, but bitch, like coming from Memphis when a nigga paying 25 and I get to Atlanta five hours away and y'all, pay, y'all charge the motherfucker $70. You, I'd rather you do me a sew in. I, I just walk around a motherfucking uh I walk around with a motherfucking uh twenty seven piece. I, I just, I'm not paying what? I'm gonna have to go ball and that's one of my biggest fears. My forehead out of the big. I know that this I, this head large. But bitch who I just I can't I just have to put some motherfucking um leave in conditioning and shit and wolf it out. I just think seventy dollars is a bit much. When I went down there in November, I paid sixty, but I was desperate. <laughs> I was going to another vacation from my vacation because some shit happened. I had to stay over in Atlanta like an extra three days, but um, I was desperate, so I had to get the haircut. But I couldn't imagine that's the type of shit you got to budget. Like you have to add that in your monthly budget. Like me now, I can come up with twenty dollars. I can get a motherfucking haircut. Whoop, whoop, you know, whatever. But seventy motherfucking dollars is a bill. That's two forty. No, that's two eighty, right? Seven times four, twenty eight. That's two eighty a month. The boys will only get a line when we in Virginia with eighty five for a line, bitch. I'm. Let me tell you something. 
gonna get some gods and I'm gonna have to learn my motherfucking self. I because I am planning on leaving Memphis uh next year. You heard it here first. Uh I plan on leaving Memphis and Atlanta is one of the places on my radar. Atlanta, Charlotte, or Dallas, Texas. I'm not exactly sure yet. But I'm gonna have to budget in uh, who got the cheapest motherfucking haircuts too. Cause I uh uh-uh. uh I, I just I can't imagine giving a motherfucker seven dollars and then in Atlanta you gotta prepay. Like when you book somebody, there's an app called the cut. When you book a motherfucker, you gotta prepay for the haircut. So uh, I don't I don't know. I think that's a lot. That's that is a lot. Um I'll just be writing down random shit. I also saw this young lady took a picture. Did y'all see it? It was it was viral on Instagram. If you're on Instagram, this young lady took a photo in jail and was like, "They, I'm facing 21 years, but I ain't no snitch." I don't know who the fuck you afraid to tell on, but bitch, as they used to say in the church, the half ain't been told. Quiet upstairs, cousin. <laughs> The half ain't been told If you think That I'm about To do 21 years in jail For any motherfucking body Knowing that if, Especially if I didn't have any doing Like any dealings in like the crime Like if you tell If you give me this backpack or some shit And it's full of cocaine And, and if whether I know or not And I get caught yeah, I make the choice of doing dumb shit, but bitch, I'm not gonna if if they tell me, ho, we can give you five if you tell it on your mama, guess what? Like bitch, I'm his eyes on the sparrow, bitch. I sing because I'm free. Bitch, I'm ain't no way in fuck. I'm no. I don't love anybody that much. Jail. They tell you when to eat, sleep, shit, move. Mm-mm. Absolutely could not do it. I could not go to jail. I could not. My mugshot will go down in history because, bitch, I would be crying. Oh, I would be weeping and wailing. Bitch, Diedrich, don't you weep? I would be crying so motherfucking hard to my going to jail. And, bitch, my, and she was like glorifying this shit, like, bitch, I'm not snitching. Ho, I'm telling it. Don't, if you do crimes, this is a PSA. If you are a criminal, do not befriend me because, bitch, I'm going to sing every song I know. I'm going to sing every song I know. When you see me in that motherfucker, they gonna bring me some uh, water burger, bitch. Sold to the highest bidder. So my answer, don't ask me to do anything illegal, cousin. I'm not going to jail. And the thing is, if you think I'm about to take the charges for you, or if I'm in jail for you, and you don't say nothing, because if if me and you together, cousin, say for instance, me and you together, and quick, I would tell it because I'm gonna expect you. <laughs> <laughs> to speak up and say I can't let my cousin go down like that Bitch you think I'm f- Mm-mm Mm-mm Quick you think you're gonna be a TV without me <laughs> No We're gonna have to go together Now we'll have a good time in jail together cousin Now we will Now <laughs> we have a motherfucking ball together But If you think you can just be out living La Vida Loca and shit with, and I'm in prison for 21 years for some shit. Nah, mm-mm. even they cut my time in half. I'm telling it. I'm I'm sorry. There's no way possible. I don't understand the whole street code shit uh, of not snitching. You got me fucked up. I'm telling every motherfucker thing I know. I will have a ball. You put me in jail with the right friend. Now we have a motherfucking ball. <laughs> Just let me get this phone. 
Keisha, she I do this podcast right from prison, baby. We have a motherfucking vibe. We have numbers. Yeah, it's it's much better when we're free. You know, I need some green tea shots and shit now. But I just I don't get the bitch was like, yeah, I'm uh, I'm not gonna tell her, I'm not gonna snitch her, please. I don't know about that. I don't know about the shit. Mm-mm, I'm sorry. Uh, before we go, the uh, what was that? What did I watch last night on TV? Uh, the um, escaping SWV thing. Have y'all been watching it? I think that is. Um, I just want candy, and candy hear me well. You're rich, and I know I say I pride myself on not acting like I'm better than anybody. I try not to, but bitch, there is never a time I'm gonna let a hoe play in my face, and I know I'm filthy rich because I can't wait to the day I can tell a bitch hoe I can buy you and sell you. That's that's <laughs> I want to tell a bitch really bad hoe I can buy you and sell you. That's all I need candy to say. You ain't got to read a bitch. You ain't because I don't think she got it in her because she like to cry and fight, and it's cool. But I just need you to get a hold together. But the whole uh, fiasco on the last episode was who was going to close the show between SWV and Escape. And it's Escape wanted to close with understanding. And SWV wanted to close with weak. Me, being a music lover, if I was at a concert, I would rather go home to weak than understanding. Understanding is a good song, but bitch, I'm not here to see um, fucking Layla Hathaway. That was the most boring concert I ever been to. <laughs> I was listening to Layla Hathaway one time, y'all, and Quad had thought I was thought I liked the girl like that, and he bought me some tickets to Layla Hathaway concert, bitch. I it took everything in me not to go to sleep in that woman concert. It took the or for me, and we had like we was like on a tenth row, baby. Quad had spent a grip, baby, and ooh. Bitch, I had rather go see Johnny Taylor, bitch. I did not want to see Layla Hathaway. I was so fucking bored. But uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying, Stephen. I wanted to, bitch. I'm if I'm rich and like I ain't gonna say like I'm just trying anybody because I know I got the money. But bitch, I can hide you hoe if I want to. That's what I'm, I'm on shit like that. Like bitch, if you playing with me, like Candy hoes been playing in your face. Yeah, do what you gotta do. But uh, I'm talking about Latasha and Rocky because bitch, Latasha act like she don't know what the fuck her husband doing. It ain't too much shit going on in my house that I don't know about. You stole your sister money. Your mama know you stole your sister money. I think you bought your. I think you put some down in your mama's house with your sister money. That's why your mama didn't say shit. You stole your sister money. She has the proof, and you still lying about it. Your husband's a crook, and um, you really can't. Let me say this: Latasha Scott is not the best singer in Escape. Your sister sings all over you. And I don't think she recognizes that she's trying to like live this fantasy of being this solo singer. Tasha Scott is the second best singer in Escape. Your little sister Tamika sings all over your ass. Point blank, period. But um, Escape was saying they don't think they will ever do another. Not Escape. SWV said they don't think they will ever do another tour with Escape because they felt disrespected after watching the show. Um, I kind of can see that it was just a lot of stuff that need. I think the manage, the management should have been discussing versus the people individually. I think you know that's when shit personal come personal relationships start to kind of get murky when you kind of hear when you may feel like a bitch feel like you feel like a bitch coming for you or feel like they better than you or feel like they should be doing something a little different or coming like as far as being a headliner or coming out first or singing last or closing the show whatever. But um 
Yeah, Tasha Scott, I'm sticking with you. You uh, sound like Anita Wilson, some motherfucking body. And um, yeah. Anyway, um, I think that is all. I have to do it. I'm sorry. The beginning of my show was a venting session. I had a lot of stuff I needed to get off my chest. Uh, but I feel better. So, um, yeah, next week I'm more than sure I will have a guest uh, for the podcast. I enjoy having guests because I can have someone to bounce off of and have conversations with, right? Uh, so if I reach out to you, don't be afraid. If you are afraid, just tell me because I do not want to get you at my fucking house and you act like we are syndicated on NBC. It's just my living room and it's just on Facebook and YouTube for now. Uh, so don't be scared. It's nothing much, you know, just nothing too much to do it. Uh, but again, thank you guys for tuning into the Boy Please Whatever podcast, your favorite podcast, the only podcast that matters. I came up with it on my own. It just flowed out naturally one day. I just, just keep saying it. Make sure you follow me on uh, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, and uh, Facebook if you see this from uh, from my other page. Follow D Smith the second. Uh, I'm also this episode will be available on. The podcast streaming app, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts. Uh, there's one more I'm on. I don't know the name of it. I just found out I was on it today. But uh, mostly everybody got iPhones and Android, so most of my followers come from Apple and uh, Spotify. So make sure you guys subscribe. And if you are subscribed, go leave me a review on Apple if you have an uh, Android, leave me a review on Spotify. Most of my people have been following me on YouTube, so I do appreciate that. Uh, I shot up from like 20 subscribers to like 111, and the same thing happened overnight with my, um, what was it? With my um, TikTok subscribers and my um, Apple Music, Apple Podcast. I keep saying Apple Music. My Apple Podcast followers, they started to shoot up as well. Uh, so, Shout out to TikTok again. TikTok has been booming for me, and uh, they like my reels. So I always get a lot of love from people and followers from TikTok from the little stupid shit that I say randomly. So, uh, again, if I reach out to you to be on my show, just let me know. And if you want to be on my show, shoot me an inbox, and we can talk about it. It just depends on what you want to talk about. Please be able to have a conversation. Uh, do not sit here and smile and let me talk by myself because I'd rather do. If we're going to talk alone, I'd rather just do this. But... So far, so good. I've enjoyed every every guest I've had. But um, I don't know if you guys noticed my time. I did push it up to 7 o'clock because 8 o'clock is kind of late sometimes and people are busy and I'm sleepy and shit like that. So I'm up all night or either taking off work the next day, which I need to stop doing. So um, there will be more announcements coming soon. I am going out of the country at the end of May. I won't, won't be back until that Monday evening, so I don't know what I'm going to do as far as the show is concerned. Um, but we will have to figure that out. But, of course, I'll let you guys know ahead of time. And um, peace, motherfucker. <laughs>